Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, first Sunday Wrap Podcast of 2022. JT here for the SC Report. It's fair to say, I think a lot of us want that round over again. Not only for a Cowboys fan like myself having to sit through a 6-4 loss to the Dogs, but Supercoach, what an absolutely disgusting ride it was. Started with Turbo. Uh, I would say, is it flopping if he gets 62 points? I mean, that's what the talk was, but very harsh to uh, judge him on that one alone. But started with Turbo, didn't get much better with Teddy. 30 points against the Knights. That was an unreal uh, showing from him. We're just not used to both of those guys going so low. So fair to say, I think if you manage to crack 900, you've done yourself pretty well and you can move on to round two onwards and upwards. Anywhere in the 800s, I think you've done okay. I think there's nothing to um, to cry over just yet. It is a long season. It's a marathon, not a sprint. But fair to say, round one definitely did not go to plan. Best laid plan, plans, hey, uh, for me, 889. So I got, uh, yeah, trapped a little bit there with Captain Teddy. I think a lot of us did. But anyway, I'll take 889 uh, with updates to come. Sunday night, so I think six of the games are updated. Uh, Friday or Thursday, Friday, and Saturday all in the books. If you haven't heard the rap podcast before, it's one that I do on Sundays, sometimes by myself, hoping this year I'll get some special guests in and around uh, the pod, so make sure to listen out for those. But we go through the game by games. We go through the news coming out of the week, injury suspensions, all that talk. I'll give the three categories. You've got flopper of the week, uh, goes without saying, rocker of the week, and shocker of the week. So shocker of the week's the guy that's come out of nowhere, out of the clouds to put on some ridiculous supercoach score uh, that no one could have predicted. So those are the three categories. You want your rocker of the week, obviously. Uh, flopper, I think... Um, yeah, no real surprises on this one here, but we'll get into that. I'll give a bit of an update on stake bets. So if you listen to the SC report during the week, Lakey loves to throw a good stake around. So between the boys there, we've got a couple of bets going. At the moment, we always like to throw them in during the year as well. So I'll keep a tracker for that, make sure that they pay up uh, should Lakey uh, end up having to dish out. But uh, I'll give a bit of an update on that. Uh, as I said, injuries is a big one coming out of round one as well. Fair to say, I think a lot of super coaches would have had uh, this touch them in some way, shape, or form. So I know Sean Russell this afternoon, that was a pretty nasty rib injury that he suffered off to hospital. So, I mean, yeah, if you dodged the injury bullet, uh, yeah, you can count yourself lucky. Thankfully, suspensions. Maybe we just start with that. Suspensions, none. So I think uh, there was a storm player that got cited and fined. But uh, in a round that included, well, it's still... Two games to go for the uh, judiciary or the match review panel. So won't uh, jump out of the gates too early there. But Jack Hetherington, he did get sin binned. 
but it was for a ruck infringement, I believe. So li- unlikely that uh, we will see his name on the suspension sheet, which I think for all Doggies fans, something you can cheer for. So you have had a fantastic day. Uh, alrighty, without any further ado, let's start right at the top with Rocker of the Week. Yeah, this one was a little tricky. So normally it's either Teddy or Turbo or Pappy, one of these guys there, but uh, really had to dig deep to find this one here. But my Rocker of the Week this week, Jerome Hughes from the Melbourne Storm Halfback, 103 points post-update. So he electrified them in the second half, dragged them over the line, he is, without a shadow of a doubt, the most improved player, I think it's fair to say, in the last two or three years. Um, came from the Cowboys, coincidentally. There you go. So yet another one that we've uh, let slip, but um, Hughes, in a contract year, couldn't have done much uh, better to start off with. So 103 in a position halfback in Supercoach. It's a little tricky, I'd say, this year. Uh, Cleary, the price that he's starting at, and of course, missing a couple of games to start the year. It's a very, uh, I don't know, it's a tough one to to get right, I think. And if you went splash and cash with Jerome Hughes, you can count yourself pretty lucky. I ended up going with Toby Sexton. So 64-odd points prior to updates, not the worst outing in the world, but Hughes clearly by far and above the best half of the round. Alrighty, flopper of the week. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Don't want to hear that sound, do you? Uh, This one was a tough one. I mean, the obvious answer is relative to his price. Turbo probably had the the worst week, but I think it has to go flopper of the week to James Tedesco. And that is an absolute shock for me. I thought daytime game against the Knights. Roosters had the running. Everything started so strongly. I had him as first try scorer. Uh, That was pretty good. And then uh, in the space of one bunker trip and... A minute later, the try was taken off him and they never looked likely again. It was a shocking outing from the Roosters. I did not expect that at all. No, with injuries rearing their ugly head, uh, it wasn't really going to plan for them. But Tedesco, 15 runs, I think he had. So he's still relatively involved, but really 30 points from a guy who many of us captained. I don't have the stat in front of me, but I think a lot of people would have had the C on him. And you would have been laughing after Turbo had that 60-odd. So, I mean, if that's... Uh, yeah, he outscored, well, he doubled Teddy's points for the round. So that was not ideal at all. Captain Teddy, want better from you, champion, next week. Alrighty, the shocker of the week. Ho, 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 did you see that? Dan Gagai, he is in Queensland Maroons form with that. 106 points for him. Great outing in that same game, uh, Roosters and Knights. He was very, very good. Um, good to see, I guess, him back in Knights colours. He's bandied around a little bit. Um, around the competition, but Gagai started the year with an absolute bang. So he's one of those guys. I was pretty shocked. He is 600K in the game, which I find astounding. I know he's a solid enough player, but I don't know. I thought the whole thing was that he's um, not origin Gagai when he's playing regular NRL. So there you go. Dan Gagai, you've started with an absolute bang. Well done to anyone who jumped on him. I think it's fair to say he might be in pod territory. As I bring up his ownership stats, I think he's one of those guys I always find at the start of the season you don't want to splash your cash too much in the center position I just think there's enough cheapies there this year especially so if you have gone someone premium uh, you'd want to have hoped it was either Gagai or another candidate for this one Mika Rabalawa they both had absolutely astonishing games so tunned up when not many others did so good on them Alrighty, that's the uh, three categories stake bet update couple of ones on the go here Lakey is 
up against Stasi in the Battle of the Suspensionathons, I guess. The poor old TPJ who didn't actually make it onto the park this week. Uh, so the bet that they've got going is that TPJ would get suspended first. That's who Lakey's gone. And Stilesy has gone Jack Hetherington from the Doggies as well to get suspended first. So it's a pretty interesting race. Um, we thought it could be over in one week. It isn't. Uh, so no result there so far. TPJ needs to get back out onto the park and out doing TPJ things if Lakey wants to win that stake. But so far, no result for those boys. And Lakey's offered me a stake as well. If his boy Momasia from the Knights, cheapy bench forward, outscores Fafita in average, uh, Andrew Fafita, that is, over the first five rounds. So good start by me here, 26 points to Fafita and four to Momasia. Reminds me, I think I had a stake bet going with another mate a few years back, and it was, I think, Leilani Latu uh, versus the Soggy Sao, uh, Lingi Sao, I think. And we had like a, I think it was 30 to 25 or something, those guys averaged over the first two months, which I think was the the bet. So I absolutely crawled over the line on that one. It seems like it could be another very slow race to the finish line with that one. So Lakey, hope you're ready to pay up champion. All right, let's get into the injury news for the week. Yeah, not great news, not great reading this one. Unfortunately, it took a long time to type out. But let's start. We did mention at the top, Sean Russell in today's game, uh, very popular cheapy. Out of the rib complaint, had to go to a hospital. So very concerning, I guess, for, for him and making sure it's not um, it's isolated to the ribs only, not puncturing lungs or anything else like that that could, um, could come along. It was a pretty nasty uh, incident in the end. Jane Campbell sliding in with the knees, so not good to see. Three to six weeks is the early diagnosis or prognosis so interested to see how those scans turn up fingers crossed for russell and his many many owners myself included uh storm game that was a bit of a debacle for injuries it's not good reading brandon smith he's broken his hand and he's out for three to six weeks so pain management more the concern for him christian welsh horrible news he's had a luckless uh, run in his nrl career he's a great player seems to be a great bloke off the field as well so sad to see his season may be over with that Achilles injury, although it could be late in the year that he makes his comeback. He was pretty handy last year, actually. I thought he turned the corner for, for Supercoach. He has an offload. He was getting plenty of minutes, plenty of involvement. So not um, not great that it's out and done in one round. That's pretty awful. Awful news for Christian Welsh. Uh, George Jennings done his knee in the same game, so TBA for him. Josh Hodgson in Friday's 6pm game, two to four weeks potentially with a knee uh, near concern, I guess. He came off very early, 10 minutes or so in, which was not a good sight for Raiders fans. But thankfully, I think the scans have come up pretty good. So two to four weeks for him. Pangai at TPJ, as we mentioned, round two, hamstring tightness. They're just playing it precautionary with him there. Watane Zalesniak, DWZ, he's out for six weeks, played through the whole game with a broken thumb, which is a pretty incredible effort. From him, he was involved as well. But in, I guess, Relatively good news for Vilea owners in the Warriors, that cheapy 201k centre. Uh, he didn't score very well this week, but you'd imagine with Reese Walsh back next week, this might prolong his stay in the side if uh, DWZ is out for that relatively, well, medium-term kind of range. So good news for Vilea, horrible news for DWZ, of course. Uh, Aaron Woods hamstring in that game, or in the Dragons game, two to four weeks for him. And to Noah Brown in today's game, popular-ish bench forward for the cows well he actually was promoted to the starting spot but 
25 points uh, in about 25 minutes. Unfortunately, he went off in the second half with a ligament strain, I'm led to believe. So uh, fingers crossed for him. It was not good reading if you're a JTB to Noah Brown owner, but they go all the best for him. And then HIAs, they were thick and fast in the Dogs game today. So Patolo, Nathan Burns, and Jeremy Marshall King, the Dogs all came off there. I, don't, I think they were down to zero on the bench at one stage there, so I'd Still have no idea how we lost this game, but anyway, there you go. It is what it is. Victor Radley and Billy Smith in the Roosters game, they came off with what, well, Radley's was pretty nasty. Uh, reeled out of that tackle on Clifford there. Not a good spot. His tackling technique definitely needs some work, but Victor Radley was one I was actually looking at in the offseason there. He's a bit of a hothead, and I don't know, maybe there is some technique concerns there, given it's not his first trip to the head injury assessment center, but... Uh, all the best for Victor Radley in his uh, recovery. Billy Smith as well, 53 minutes he got through prior to coming off with that head injury. So I had him in my starting side. Not great reading, 15 points, but again, hopefully minor and he'll be back next week. Carl Lawton, uh, yeah, I think he got two points. He was out there for very little time at all. For Manly and he came off with a head injury as well. So fair you in that HIA category this week so uh, with a bit more tightening of those protocols so I think the Roosters game was of note because they had the independent doctor come in and rule or overrule I believe the uh, the Roosters medico so I think previously it used to be a club doctor decision to take these guys on or off but um, overruled and maybe that's for the best in terms of long-term health for these guys but anyway that's a conversation for people smarter than I am all right, that's the uh, round the grounds. Let's start with some of the games, Panthers and Manly. So this one, great way to kick off Thursday night footy. Unfortunately, not much of a contest. It did kind of go the way of Penrith very early on. As we said at the top, Tommy Turbo relatively well, kept in check, I'd say. And you want a blueprint on how to do it. Like it's easier, easier said than done, obviously. But Penrith just showed, put numbers on him, pressure him early. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. But, you know, it's that's championship winning Penrith defense and you know he's going to come up against the likes of the Cowboys and Dogs and and all those sort of teams later on and you know trample some trample some flat tracks so there you go not um wouldn't be reading too much into this one for turbo owners you knew this risk coming in 1.2 mil uh very much a target now for that price drop so I think he needed to average something like 120 to maintain his price or even more so with uh, any points below that in this case half uh, it's going to mean a very steep price drop so fingers crossed for non-turbo owners that form continues he's got the chooks next week who need to bounce back that was a horrible game from them you don't see him put two poor performances together in a row so you'd like to think uh, they turn up and put in a bit better show next week and keep turbo in check as Penrith did for the Panthers though kick out beast mode 87 points courtesy of a try assist for offloads for him um, very hard to read. I always find he's just such an enigma of a player. He looks likely every time he gets the ball, but then he's off the park for too long. Uh, it's just a problem with kick out, but in this case, he was definitely beast mode kicks. Uh, Sean O'Sullivan, 84 points, filled in for Nathan Cleary. I thought he was very good in that time. As a Jerome Luai owner, I feel like the ball went to him far too often for my liking, but uh, it just goes to show the quality of player they've got and player depth that they have there. You can replace a guy like Nathan Cleary and still trouts uh one of the likelier candidates by you know 22 odd points so well done to sauce a lot of attack going his way so good to see for him liam martin and ethan bullymore the second rowers both sides uh 80 for martin and 62 for bullymore he i guess bullymore's the more 
relevant one for Supercoach. He was very quiet in the first half and didn't really involve himself too much outside of that one play with Turbo where he broke through. Uh, Turbo broke through and gave him the ball on his way to a try. But um, good to see in his debut game for the new club. A lot of ownership in uh, round one for Supercoach, so plenty of people will be loving that points. I don't know you would have played him, but if you did, well done. Um, as we said, Turbo, 62 points. Uh, move on to next week. Uh, did break the line twice. One was an ankle tap, which had a few people questioning whether it should be paid or not. I think the rule is you've got to break the line and carry on. So I think he uh, lost all momentum before breaking the line or was was ankle tapped just as he did. So anyway, uh, hasn't been paid. Doesn't look like it will. So there you go. Just the one line break for Turbo during the game. For the halves, DC and Luai, uh, a little bit quiet, I think, for both of them. They both hit 60, Luai 59. So I thought Luai had that try, which definitely saved his score, but um, still looks dangerous. Great combination out there with the likes of Brian Toto. Um, I thought Tago, he was probably an NPR killer if you had him on your bench as a non-playing reserve. I know I did. So 70 points, it's not nice to see it on your pine, but cash generation, it's all... All relative, so if you did play him, well done to you. I think that was a pretty fantastic start from him. He looks the goods. Plenty of busts, offloads in his game, so definitely seems super coach happy. Uh, who else we got? I've, I think that's it for the scores that I've got down, but for the minutes for each game, I should have mentioned this at the top, but I'm going to look at some interesting minutes uh, talk for some of these games. So for this one here, I thought Kikau and JFH, 57 minutes between them between each so kick out obviously that's par for the course for him 57 it's i don't know it's just a weird rotation for him he's not on uh, if he was an 80 minute player everyone would have him but it's not the case and jfh i thought pretty good for a prop in this day and age so if you're anywhere punching near that hour mark i think you're doing pretty well cola the uh very popular manly bench player a lot of people have brought him in early hoping for big things eight-minute stint right at the death. That is a killer. AE nightmare, we call that. Auto-emergency nightmare. And Bullymore pushed through 80 minutes. So with Lawton coming on and then going off with that head injury, uh, I'm not sure whether 80 minutes is uh, the long-term solution there for Bullymore or whether that's what we can expect week to week. If it is, then as an owner, you've done very well for yourself. So 80 minutes from Bullymore. He's not going to be flashy. Did get the try here, but he'll do his job for you, and that's make cash if he continues to push out 80. Alrighty, next game. Raiders and Sharks, pretty good one here Friday afternoon. So Hudson Young and Teague Wilton both top scored for their sides with 80 and 85 respectively. Both uh, courtesy of tries. Uh, Hudson Young's obviously the match winner there. Pretty, pretty interesting scenes. Good on your Hudson. I think he was the only one in the end who played over 80 minutes uh, for the Raiders in the forwards. So very uh, very good hit out for Hudson there. Teague Wilton, definitely not the super coach uh, target for the Sharks for me, but there you go. Uh, surprise packet for them, but I thought he was pretty handy out there. Britain Accor on the other side, 36-odd points. Like He was very uninvolved, and a guy that I had up until the last minute in my side, so glad I didn't end up pulling the trigger on him, but I don't know, I just thought his combination with Hines would... Uh, work wonders, but instead it was Teague Wilton getting the balls. So anyway, there you go. Thank you for yeah making my mind up. Um, Tapene, 60 points from just 50 minutes. So again, a lot of question marks over this guy with his vaccination status and will he even be able to play uh, a lot of the games or some of the games during the season in Queensland and Melbourne? Still question marks over there, but in terms of his output, um, at prop there, he's 
always um, always heavily involved. So 60 points from less than that in minutes is a pretty good hit out without a try. Uh, I thought that was a, yeah, he's a guy that I was looking at. He's a jewel. He's got a lot of um, a lot of ticks to his name. It's just that VAC stuff. Um, if you can't trust a guy to be in there week to week, then it's hard to carry for so long. But Tarpanay, very good score if you have brought him into your side. Three offloads from him as well. Um, not a hell of a lot other or else of note. Hines, 72. He was pretty good in his first hit out, um, fitting in seamlessly there. So a lot of guys come from that storm system. They regress, but based on that very, very early signs, maybe Hines will buck that trend. So good start for him. And in terms of minutes, as we mentioned, Hudson Young, 80, only four to get there over the hour mark for the Raiders. So a lot of guys on that bench um, coming in for big stints. So I don't know, not a lot of love for the likes of Whitehead on there. He got 50-odd, as we said, Tarpane. Papali'i got 55. So, I mean, there's not a hell of a lot going around for the Raiders. Too many many chefs in that kitchen in terms of forwards. And for the Sharks, the only one of interest I got is Andrew Fafida, 25 minutes off the bench, a couple of runs, did a... Like a crab and run, a couple of busts and offloads. All I need to crack that stake for Lakey. So well done, Andrew Fafita. 25 mins for you, champion. Alrighty, next game. Bunnies v Broncos. This one was a boil over. Well done to the Bronx. I know I give you a hard time, but I thought you did very well. 11 points to four. It was a bit of a scrappy one, all things considered, but uh, looked like Brisbane was having fun. So good on them. Uh, congratulations, Broncos fans, on the W. For Bunnies, geez, you have a, well, you, you got Latrell coming back, but that was a very clunky outing. It is round one, so we will just move on. But, yeah, not great signs for them early days. Payne Haas, though, shining light for the Bronx, 91. Uh, huge out, huge outing for him. He, I don't know, surprisingly not in, I just thought everyone would load him up into their sides. He's a out-and-out gun in the front row position, sub-600K. Uh, good minutes as well. So I don't know. I think if he's not in your round one side, you'll be fixing that mistake over the coming weeks, but definitely get him in. Uh, 91, four offloads. How good was his offload through the middle there? Definitely uh, another string to his bow. Fantastic effort from Payne Haas. And we, def- we desperately needed that. It's a in a pretty low scoring round. 91 from a front row you'll absolutely take. Uh, Cobo and Stacks, they looked to have a very good combination out there, or potentially a good combination out there. Didn't click on the night. Stags, courtesy, well, a lot of errors to his name. It was not a great performance by him, but you can just tell the Broncos like that shape going down that edge. And between Stags and Cobo, there's a lot of power. There's a lot of speed. So I think uh, there'll be better days to come for them, super coach wise So, yeah, 23 points for Katoni Stags. Not a good result, uh, given I did play him in my starting 17, but... Bigger and better things coming for him, surely. And Cobo, yeah, 43 points. He looks to have all the uh, all the weapons. He looks an absolute gun. So Broncos, you've had a pretty good one on your hands there. Jai Arrow for the Bunnies, surprisingly involved, 62 points. Uh, very, He played through the middle a bit as well. He's a guy that's fallen off the Supercoach radar, I think, a couple of years ago. Back at the Titans, he was a genuine gun. Uh, I remember writing the Mega Guide for him. I gave him an A, I think it was 2019. Um, definitely just... Fallen by the wayside, and that's courtesy of him being parked in the second row. Not too involved, but he did shift into the middle at stages in this one here, and that's where you get all your your tackles and your runs and things like that. So when Cam Murray was off, that's where Arrow played. He got through a a pretty good stint out there. So maybe Jai Arrow, dual flexibility, uh, 457K. One to watch. Keep an eye out. If this uh, sort of rotation role inside continues, he'll be a guy I'm definitely looking at 
bringing in in a few weeks' time. Uh, for me, I do have Cam Murray, which was a little disappointing. Fifty-four points from him. He's got that. He does the Gerbo thing, and I knew I should have thought about this, but it's that horrible four super coach ball playing lock. Uh, you know, they take it to the line and then pass it. Zero points. Nothing doing unless they create something. His game is better when he's just running direct, uh, throwing offloads, um, going through the middle. He gets through his tackles. And 44 no misses. How good. But I don't know. He's They just underutilized utilized him in attack. I thought uh, too much too much ball play. They were better when they were direct, running through the middle of the Broncos. Instead, they're trying to go around them. And, um, yeah, it just didn't work on the night. Hopefully that fixes itself. Cam Murray, keeping an eye on you. That might not have been... The smartest idea by me, but anyway, he's only round one. We move on. Uh, for them as well, I mean, Cody Walker, 27 points. That was a diabolical, it's fair to say, outing from him. He'll be having nightmares about the grand final all over again. Threw an intercept to Albert Kelly to open the scoring for the Broncos. Not great signs. He finished last season with that play. He started again. So Cody Walker, 27 points. A lot of improvement in his game. And maybe Latrell coming back will do it. But for me, the Ilias and Walker combination just did not click. Even Cook, Cook seemed to get in his way as well. It was a, a strange old outing from the Bunnies. Not much going their way at all. Um, and yeah, not great signs for Demetrio in his first game as coach. He's, he's got a lot to work with there. Ilias, 28. Uh, yeah, I mean, rookie halfback, you're not going to get too much more out of him there in a, in a pretty poor showing by the Bunnies. So look to him to step up once he gets the juice in the legs. Uh, next game. This one was a surprise as well. Roosters and Knights. Uh, Lakey hasn't recovered yet. I don't think he's slept since Saturday afternoon. He's had a very big weekend. But congratulations, Knights fans. Big win over the Chooks here. I did not see this one coming at all. Sunny day, SCG. Just had all the makings of what you thought would be a big Roosters win, but not much went their way on the day. Had that first try to Teddy disallowed, and it, um, they really didn't pick up from there. Uh, but good showing by the Knights. They look to have a bit of potential to them. Ponga there at the back, your Clifford, um, you know, at the next Cowboy. Good to see him doing well. 76 points, actually, for Clifford, super coach. Uh, there you go. So 5'8", halfback, dual position. Yeah, not bad. But uh, a couple of the other more relevant guys on show, obviously, as we said, flopper of the week. James Tedesco goes without saying. That's just a diabolical score for a super coach gun. Uh, elsewhere, you had Angus Crichton top score, 51 points for the Roosters. That, uh, if you were to tell me, if you are predicting before this game what the top score in Rooster would be, you definitely would not say Angus Crichton 51. That is a uh, That just goes to show how how much they struggled on the day, really. Next best was Connor Watson, 50 points, uh, got 65-odd minutes out at starting hooker and has that position firmed up for at least another month with that uh, horrible news for Sam Verrills injuring himself again in the offseason. So Connor Watson, relatively okay showing from him. Uh, for his price, you do need a little bit better. But maybe like the Bunnies, you just scratch this one and we move on to next week. Uh, they do have Manly, though, so it could be a um, could be a tough little run coming up for them. But, geez, Trent Robinson, a great coach. But, uh, yeah, had a lot to do to spark them over the coming weeks, but fingers crossed. Um, Billy Smith, as we said, 15 points. Yeah, night or afternoon ended early with that head knock. So thought he looked okay out there. Um, a lot of potential to his game as well. He's... A pretty popular buy, sub 300k. Um, hoping for him that he can shake off that head knock and come back next week because I think, like the Roosters, they are, uh, yeah, he just needs a, uh, a fresh start. Let's just scrap round one altogether. I wish we could. Uh, for the Knights, Chris Randall, probably the most of interest for Supercoach here. 47 points from him. So he's that cheapy hooker. 
uh, 270-odd K, and I think he's done his job. I played him. I think you would have played him if you've got Harry Grant, uh, as most people do, that combination. So Chris Randall, if you can knock out 50 Ish as a uh, yeah backup hooker, you've done pretty well. So thank you for doing your job. Surprisingly, Dave Clemmer, Kalen Ponger, forty six, forty four. Those guys had pretty quiet games. You'd think Ponger in a well, run out twenty to six winners, he'd be a little more involved. But uh, yeah, I don't know, just not getting the points these days, old Kalen. And Dave Clemmer, he's fallen off a cliff really in Supercoach, unfortunately. Had a pretty good couple of years, but I think now I don't know whether the game is just surpassing him or uh, these kinds of guys are just not going to be. Um, cut out for the NRL uh, in terms of getting minutes on the park and things like that. I don't know. Maybe it's a maybe it's a sign of the times and the game's moving on. But uh, Dave Klemmer, disappointing 44 points from him and pretty low minutes as well. Cody Mann, 41. Starting lock, he got through around an hour of game time. So uh, you would have hoped for a little bit more, 41. Uh, he wasn't overly busy through the ruck there. But again, not the worst score. You can park him at your center wing. If you can bet down 40 points, week to week, which it looks like man will do, then you can do a lot, a hell of a lot worse. Uh, in terms of minutes, as we said, man 60 at lock, Randall 63, Clemmer just 46, Lindsay Collins for the Chooks 48. Uh, so I was ironing him off a little bit in the off-season. I thought um, given he doesn't have an injury history, I um, tread with caution there. But Lindsay Collins, unfortunately, uh, not getting a huge stint on the park, but maybe he'll build into it. Gone for around a point a minute, so you know, not the worst outing in the world. But in a day, yeah, it's, uh, let's move on from the Chooks. Mamasia, five minutes for him. Thank you, Lakey. Medium rare, buddy. All right, let's take a quick break and then come back with the final five games of the round. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Warriors and Dragons, a pretty good outing for both of them in the end. I thought um, good things to take out for both teams, Dragons, with the win. In the end, courtesy of Mika Rabalawa. It's a huge outing from him. He does this. He's got a weird habit of just knocking out huge scores every now and again, uh, and then it'll just go radio silent for, for a good stretch. But in this one, Rabalawa and Lomax combined brilliantly. 119 for Rava, 70 for Lomax. Uh, probably of more super coach relevance is Zach Lomax. Goal-kicking centre, 500k, um, surprisingly not overly spoken about. Um, Dragons look to be a team on the rise of what the uh, the punters are suggesting. So if uh, you back the Dragons in for a decent year, uh, Lomax kicking goals and providing some of the quality of ball that he did out there, that flick pass for one of Rava's tries was pretty incredible. So 70 points from him, courtesy of that try assist and those goals. Very handy, very handy center wing player if you have the cash to splash. Possibly a little too early at this stage for me. I think I'll wait... 
as the year progresses and I generate some cash elsewhere to start bumping up some of those center wing guys to guys like Lomax, but um, definitely one I'm keeping an eye on. Uh, for the Warriors, Curran, top scored for them, 81. He's just, he's a gun to watch. I, I love watching him play. He seems a bit old school, um, big body and everything like that, but uh, throws offloads, just runs and runs and runs. He's um, he's a great, great um, team man, I think, for the Warriors, someone they can build around. But Curran, 81 points for him. A um, couple of offloads, uh, try assist, like he had it all. So Curran, unfortunately, I ended up not going with him. But, um, yeah, I kind of wish I did because that was a pretty handy outing. And second row this week has been a bit um, bit dicey. So with some of the big names flopping, uh, good to see for any owners there, Curran doing well for you. Eli Katoa, late, uh, well, second half try for him, boosted that score to a 76. So well done to any owners that jumped on. Uh, relatively mid-range, so let's see, 353K. Um, fed that ball from SJ there. If that combination can keep up throughout the year, it could be great things for Eli Katoa. Only did play around 70 minutes or so, so didn't get the full 80 out there, but I think a good result for any Katoa owners. SJ, as we just said, 66 from him. Uh, so... Not the worst showing in the world. I thought, um, well, you had that try assist there. Um, yeah, I don't know, 66, you'll absolutely take that in a pretty tough position. But, um, yeah, hopefully SJ's got that first try assist on the board there. Maybe that's something he can build off. Um, he was kicking goals as well, which is good to see for him. Uh, shook that off last season with the groin concern. Whether Reese Walsh takes that back over from next week uh, remains to be seen, but at least that would be a handy boost if you do own SJ. If that can be something more long-term, and yeah, maybe they'll rest Walsh for from those duties for a while or something. I know he's not coming back from injury, but um, you never know. Maybe SJ will override him there. You and Aitken, next best for the Warriors, 50 Eight points, so a guy I locked into my center wing from the start. I think uh, 486k dual position. He plays second row now. He played 80 minutes there over the weekend. 58 points, very handy. Lock that away week to week. Thank you very much, Ewan. Um, outside of that, not a hell of a lot here. Uh, Vilea, one of the cheapies that we found in those round one team lists. Plenty jumped on him. He's 201k. He only got 16 points, though. Um, as we said, uh, at the top, maybe DWZ being out now will mean he... He's a little more permanent in there than he may have been. I uh, thought he might have been a round one out and done, but uh, Valea, he lives to see another day, you would suspect. Uh, Talatau Mone, he 23 points. He wasn't heavily involved. He didn't need to be for the Dragons there. I think he's just going to bide his time in that um, Ben Hunt partnership. I think uh, it's a lot to build off for him there, but 23 points. You're probably not playing him week to week. I wouldn't advise it. Um, but anyway, hoping for a bigger score down the track. Bump that cash up nice and high. Uh, all righty, moving on to next game. Tigers and Storm was a messy one all around. Uh, Storm limped to the finish line here. Got a got a good win in the end, but, geez, it came at a cost for them, as we said at the top. Uh, Hughes, 103, as we said, rocker of the week. It's a uh, big outing from him. Just when the Storm needed it too, though, looking a little bit flat, and he just sparked them to life. Got to try in that second half, it was a uh, yeah, it was a classy, classy showing. Carrying on his twenty twenty one form actually made him such a buyer. So he's coming at a pretty hefty price tag now. But I think he's he's shown for at least a season and a half now. He's a quality player and he can consistently deliver super coach points. So previously he was only a guy I ever looked at for like Origin uh, buy weeks and that kind of thing because he would always play and always score well. But um, week to week he looks a genuine out and out gun. So well done to any Hughes owners. Pappenhausen, solid with 71. He had a couple of try assists, didn't kick goals, so gave that 
uh, away for the week. There was a bit of talk. He might not even make it out onto the parks. Thank Christ he did because we definitely needed it. But 71 points without goals is a pretty great first shown by Pappy. Better things to come. Uh, who else we got? Tua Lungi for the Tigers. 46 points. So a lot of people might have had to play him in the starting pack. I know I did, but 46 from a rookie. Um, got through a, a big stint out there as well. And looks creative. Got the offloads and all that sort of stuff. So looking great guns. Luke Garner could only get on for 10 minutes at the end. It was a bit strange, but anyway. Uh, who else we got? Utoi. Utoi Kamanu, 51 minutes for just 44 points. So not a great shot. I ended up going with him and Haas in my front row. And yeah, a little underwhelming to say the least, but uh, it is only round one. These forwards will build into it. Uh, Josh King. He was a popular Melbourne Storm cheapy as well. A lot of talk about him. Named at starting lock. And with the news, Brandon Smith's likely to be out for a month or so. Could mean he keeps that spot better down for a little while. So I thought he was pretty solid out there. He's meat and potatoes. Uh, 44-odd points. For 41, I should say, for him. Uh, yeah, just tackles and runs. So not much else. You're not going to get much flash. But for the price, that is definitely fine by owners. Uh, Gildart, Oliver Gildart for the Tigers, 36 points, did have 14 runs. So not bad for a centre uh, in the NRL. So I think a lot of talk around whether he could um, make the step up from Super League. So first shine was okay. So there you go. Anyone that's bought in to the limited hype around him and you've got him in your side for round one, I think you can uh, breathe a little easier. It's 36 points when you don't score a try. It's a uh, handy floor to have. So keep an eye out for him. Uh, in terms of minutes, so we've gone through a few of them there. Utoi Kamano, 51. Tuolangi got 70 minutes out there. So uh, as we said, Luke Garner could barely get on the park at all. Uh, Josh King, 64 minutes. Uh, definitely helped along by that cheese outing. So uh, if that can be the rotation he gets for the time being, then I think he'll have a pretty hefty cash rise in a few weeks' time. It's good news for owners. Sunday's games, Eels and Titans, this was an absolute cracker. Uh, plenty of points in this one. The first half was an absolute roller coaster. Mitch Moses benefiting the most from that. 88 points, three tries, five goals, six goals, I should say. Uh, one off the post as well, that um, kick downfield that led to uh, Russell's second try. Pretty incredible stuff. Try that again on for size Moses, but well done. Uh, similar to, to Hughes, if you've spent up big, and you're a halfback spot there. Hopefully, hopefully it was Mitch Moses that you are uh, either Mitch Moses or Hughes that you landed on because these guys were uh, far and above in that position this week. So Mitch Moses, uh, much maligned in the game, but maybe, just maybe, Parramatta could be a year and it could be a year that uh, Moses benefits from. So I thought he stole the show out there. Gutho had decent involvements, but only uh, could manage 46 points. So... Thought, um, thought he would have been a little bit more in a game so high scoring. Uh, a little bit more would have come through Gutho, but not to be. Uh, Sean Russell, as we said, first half hat trick, 85 points before that um, horrible rib injury. So robbed him of what looked a certain ton. But uh, good news anyway for owners if you did play him. It's a interesting question now, like what do you do with him if it is a longer term kind of thing? I think anywhere between uh, two to four weeks or something like that, maybe even six, you can still carry him around. Um, Hayes Perham, I think, is being targeted, or Hayes Dunster, I should say, is targeted to replace him over the coming weeks. But um, definitely on that showing today, Russell should get back into that side when he is healthy. But uh, yeah, 85 points. Geez, it could have been so much more. Anyway, 
Uh, Toby Sexton, my guy, 64 with a couple of try assists and goals. So I think a decent showing by the rookie. Had, uh, they did lose AJ Brimson on the day with um, Will Smith coming in to replace him. So very inexperienced halves pairing. To get that close to Parramatta, I think they did very well. And a lot of that came through Toby Sexton. So carried on his 2021 end of year form in to the start of this one. So good stuff, Tobes. Uh, Day for feet are very, very quiet. Um, just to cap off the round for anyone that owns all these high-priced players that have flopped, for feet it was year. Feeder was just another in the long list of round one flops. But anyway, 55 points. Did have one line break in that uh, first half. So when he gets involved, big things happen, but it just doesn't happen a lot. He just doesn't get involved. Uh, Ten-odd runs, it's not ideal. The guy that you want with his hands on the ball as much as you can. I just don't think they used him right. And that was the worry. I actually don't have him. But that was the concern for me is that uh, he just find, he doesn't find himself in the game enough and he needs to inject himself a bit more. The halves need to get it out there to him. You see what happens when he does get it, uh, that broken line, a couple of busts, uh, offload. But, uh, yeah, 55 points it may get bumped up to the 60-odd, which he'll take, but um, geez, you'd be hoping for more at such a high price for Dave Fafida. Bo Firma, pretty good, 50 points. Uh, he moved to centres when Phil Sammy, I believe, went off for an HIA, uh, filled in there for 10, 15 minutes, which he will do. That's unfortunately the case for Firma. That's why he's a centre wing jewel as well. So it's a price we have to pay. But, uh, yeah, he did stay out there for the full 80, got 50-odd uh, points. So handy enough to bank in your centre wing spot. I know I did. And then Penasini, 50 or 48 he got. So another one that we've loaded up in our center wings is Parramatta guys there. So 48 points from him. Very good hit out. Not too bad for cash generation. I played Russell over him, which was a little lucky in the end. But um, there you go. Good news all around for Eels owners. Uh, Maddo, uh, speaking of Eels owners, I own him. Not a great showing at all. 38 points. He was off the field. It seemed like a hell of a lot of uh, important minutes when. The Titans were all over them. He was nowhere to be found. Uh, he was sitting on the pine. So, don't know. Uh, that's the risk playing at lock. You're not going to get uh, much more than an hour out of him, and that was the case here. Um, just 53 minutes, so not a hell of a lot done in that time. So a bit concerning. And, and if I'm looking down my team sheet here, that's a name that sticks out as being a very, very poor performance for the round. So I don't know. It's uh, is early doors, but geez, Matto needs to find something. And find something quick because it's a big chunk of money to have sitting there. Uh, who else have we got? That was it. Long stint off Matto. IPAP and Sean Lane. Isaiah Papali'i, both 80 minutes. So Papali'i, um, bit of conjecture whether he would actually get the 80-minute role he got last year, given he is moving on at the end of the year. But I think uh, the style of play, he can get through a hell of a lot of work. Uh, he's a bit body. Uh, not a huge involvement in this game here. He's a little bit quiet, but in terms of minutes, that's what you want to see. Hell of a lot better than uh, Ryan Madison. But, uh, yeah, just a bit of a weird one all around for the the Fords in this game. So Papa Lee didn't actually crack 60 despite being out there for 80-odd minutes. So I know Stasi called him out as a bit of a bust in the off-season mega guide, uh, potentially too high a price to pay for the, for the guy. And fair to say, you know, it's not the... World setting on fire kind of score, but 58 in a pretty shit week, you'd, you'll take. So anyway, rest easy, Papali'i owners. Um, yeah, that's probably it. Bo Firma, uh, 80 minutes, as we said, and Dave Fafita, also 80. So no mucking around with him in benchings or anything like that, which is very welcome news, I'm sure, for owners. Alrighty, last game of the round. 
No scores above 70 in this game, which goes to show just how poor it was. Oh, actually, I'll say that, and then I've just refreshed, and it's been updated. Wow, the uh, scorers are moving quick these days. So Tom Gilbert, actually, 76 points for him. So he came into the starting side for Helam Lukey, who was benched on game day. Not good news if you own Lukey like I do, but uh, you run with those punches. But uh, Tom Gilbert got the first try and only try for the Cows on his way to 76. So good outing by him. Uh, I'm not sure. He, he looked aghast in that second half. Um, you could t- you could see there. He puts the puts his body on the line, and I think it um, definitely saps the energy out of him. Did only get 70 minutes. He couldn't push through the 80. But uh, yeah, 363k. Depends on how this starting rotation works. But uh, Tom Gilbert's ultimately won out, which is a bit of a shame uh, in the end for Lukey owners. Speaking of, he got 39, 50 odd minutes from him, which was not a, the worst showing in the world, particularly coming off the bench. Uh, but again, I think we'd all hope for a Nano-Luki combination and that's not to be. But uh, anyway, we'll see how this one plays out for the rest of the year. Jeremiah Nano, 56 points. So he was a very popular one in the offseason as well. Name to start, so has a lot of love there. Broke the line early. Uh, early line break and then had a couple of nice involvements. I think uh, young plays in his fourth game. Uh, unfortunately, he was one of our uh, only bright stars on this one, but... Nano, I think very good signs, 56 points, lock and load in your second row. Uh, it's maybe not lock and load, Jason Taumalolo, 53. Uh, it's not the worst score in the world, but geez, he'll have owners tearing their hair out again this season because he was uh, moved to prop, taken off after about 25 minutes and got a fairly lengthy stint off the park as well. Just got his way to 52 uh, minutes. It's not ideal. For owners, you want to see all the talk in the off-season was he's training the house down, he's ready, he's raring to go, wants to make up for last year. And all we got was the same old shot, uh, whether it's Lolo rotations or the Cowboys. So there you go, Tamalolo Lolo, 53. Move on to next week, something needs to spark, otherwise you'll be jettisoning him pretty darn quick. Janel Brown, 27 points, unfortunately came off with that injury. So not good news for owners there that if you're playing him, you might have better, bigger problems, but 27 not great for cash generation. Uh, doggies, not a hell of a lot of love here for Supercoach. Uh, Luke Thompson, their top scorer, 64, was benched, but courtesy of 5 billion HIAs during the game, actually got a fair stint on the park. So Thompson, 64, always solid there. Max King, though, that's the interesting one, 55. So he is that bench forward, bench prop for the Doggies, 189K. Uh, like a lot of people, I'm sure I had him on the pine, so I didn't play him, but 55. Uh, inflated minutes for him, 50 or 40 for Max King. But with all those HIAs, it's fair to say you won't be pushing out 40 week to week unless they get very, very unlucky every single round. But there you go, 40 minutes. It's a very nice cash boost for Max King at almost bargain basement. So good news. Um, that's probably it. At a car, 36. Didn't do much out there, but um, there you go. New club. Uh, same old The Fox. It was a weird run actually in the second half where Broke the line and uh, just sort of almost came to a stop. I just expected him to um, whiz on by, but Hammer versus uh, the Fox didn't end well for Adokar there. But nonetheless, the doggies got the win and you are smiling. I am not. Anyway, that's round one done and dusted. I finished uh, with this most recent update, 893. So think of your 900 points plus, you've done very well. Anyone out there with 1,000, I don't know, uh, sell me a crystal ball, whatever you've got. Working there, probably some Ravalawa owners absolutely cheering. Uh, get your captain right. I think that's the key for next week. Surely some of these guys are going to bounce back. 
Uh, that's all from me. Thank you very much for listening in. Round one done and dusted. Plenty to go on the site with this week as well. Debut of some new article content on the NRL Supercoach Talk website. So keep an eye out for that one. Trade Talk will be up as well. So I'm sure there are plenty of Rage Trade candidates. Get onto the site and get amongst it. Anyway, thank you guys, and I'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.